The clouds broke apart and sunlight flooded down, varnishing the rough bark of the apple trees and tossing their shadows across the grass. Julia caught her breath at the sudden beauty of it, her charcoal stick racing across the paper on her knee as she tried to capture the moment before it vanished. Julia! The shrill call was as sudden as a slap. Julia jumped. The charcoal slipped botching the line. Julia! Julia pressed closer to the tree she was leaning against, hoping it would hide her, but it was already too late. She could see Clara stomping toward her, between the trunks, her fat moon face flushed with exertion and annoyance. What are you doing here? Clara planted her hands on her hips, scowling. What does it look like I'm doing? Clara was the daughter of the cooking woman who had taken Julia in after Julia's own mother died. She never missed a chance to try and make Julia miserable. I've got better things to do than chase around trying to find you, you know, Clara said. You're supposed to be in the sewing room making shirts, not outside with your stupid pictures. Julia sighed and closed her sketchbook on the spoiled drawing. She'd finished her sewing quota early and had slipped away to the orchard, braving the chill of the mid-April day for the pleasure of some uninterrupted sketching time. At least, that had been the plan. What do you want, Clara? I don't want anything, Clara looked smug. I've been sent to fetch you. The Countess maid is waiting in the Cotillet. She says the Countess wants to see you. It took all Julia's self-control not to betray what she felt. For weeks she'd been dreading this summons, ever since her father, Count Federico di Asolo Boremio, died of a fall from his horse, plunging the whole of the household into mourning. Well, don't just sit there like a lump. She's been waiting nearly half an hour. That's how long it took to find you. The sun had gone away and the grayness had returned. Carefully, for she didn't want to give Clara the satisfaction of seeing her hands shake, Julia stowed her sketchbook and her charcoal stick in the pouch at her belt, then got to her feet and shook out her skirts. She began to make her way through the orchard, toward the great bulk of the Palazzo Borromeo that rose beyond. Are you scared, Julia? Clara trotted along beside her. I'd be if I was you. Everyone knows the Countess hates the sight of you. Think she means to throw you out now the master's gone. Julia, who feared exactly that, did not reply. I hope she does. I can't wait to have the bed all to myself. You'll need it as fat as you're getting. I'd rather be fat than a beanpole like you, a man like something he can get a hold of. Yes, but he also likes his hands to meet around the back. Clara hissed. I hate you, Julia. Always so high and mighty, with your nose in the air and your stupid drawings like being the Countess bastards make you better than the rest of us. Well, 
You're a servant just the same as we are, and your ten drops of noble blood won't fill your stomach when you're on the street begging for pennies, or maybe doing other things to stay alive, and it will serve you right. Clara stopped, following when they reached the cortile, the paved court at the heart of the palazzo, but Julia could feel the other girl's malevolent gaze as she went to see the countess's maid who was waiting by the fountain. The maid led her toward the marble stairs that rose to the palazzo's upper floors.